top of the morning to you and welcome to our newest episode of Capital Markets Quickie from MVP Mind Value Partners, where we present to you the most important events on the capital markets in just under 10 minutes, hence the name Capital Markets Quickie. My name is Endrit Sella coming at you from Frankfurt, Germany, Europe's financial hub and home to the ECB. Those of you who know me very well also know that I am a man of numbers. Boy, do I love numbers. And the stock market, after all, is about numbers. So let's just take a look at what happened in the global markets arena last week. Let's start off with our friends in Japan. The Nikkei, which is Japan's leading stock market index, had a pretty decent week and closed with gains of 2.86% and has a year-to-date performance of minus 5.61%. Not quite a full recovery, but almost there. China's leading index, the CSI 300 on the other hand, barely managed to close the week off on a positive note. It managed to gain only 0.27% on the week because of ongoing tensions with Mr. Trump on matters of trade, of course. But... That's all right, because the year-to-date performance is rather remarkable, considering the circumstances. The CSI 300 has a whopping 14.92% on the year. Not too shabby, after all. Now, moving on to Europe, we have a slightly different picture, to say the least. The leading stock market index for the Eurozone, the Eurostox 50, did have a pretty good week, gaining 2.47%. But it still has a long ways to go with a year-to-date performance of minus 13.15. The German stock index, DAX 30, has had an impressive rally over the past few weeks and as of last week has a year-to-date performance of only minus 4.33%. Almost a full recovery. The economic outlook for Germany is rather positive. The German Statistics Office published the export figures for June 2020, and the recovery is clearly noticeable. Exports amounted to 96.1 billion euros, and imports to 80.5 billion euros. Germany thus remains true to its reputation as the world champion exporter, and once again achieved a trade surplus. Last, but certainly not least, when it comes to the stock market, We're moving on to the American stock market, which seems to have left Corona behind them, seeing as the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ are both positive on the year. The NASDAQ is up 27.55% on the year and... Okay, wait. (laughs) Let me say that again. The NASDAQ is up 27.55% on the year and has been hitting one all-time high after the other. Just last Monday, it broke past 11,000 points like it was nothing. Many of the companies listed in the NASDAQ are Corona champions, such as Amazon, Facebook, and Apple, Netflix. I mean, the list goes on and on. And these companies have been setting new records almost every single day, especially due to their business models and essential services that they provide. Most of these tech giants put up very good earnings numbers for the second quarter in 2020. I guess... Pretty soon, we're going to see 12 or even 13,000 in the NASDAQ. Who knows? Maybe even this year. After all, the 
economic data in July wasn't all that bad in America, and it exceeded most expectations. Business activity in the service sector increased and the U.S. economy created 1.76 million new jobs in July, which also exceeded estimates. However, there is no clear sign of a recovery in the U.S. economy. On the contrary, the continuing high infection rates of corona are increasingly putting the U.S. President Trump under pressure to explain why. Now let's take a look at the precious metals, gold and little brother silver. Although the little brother isn't so little anymore, he's been putting on quite the impressive rally lately and has been the talk of many experts. Silver usually doesn't get this kind of attention because big brother gold is what everyone seems to care about. Silver, however, did put up some big numbers last week. It gained more than 15% and is up a whopping 58.45% on the year, while Big Brother Gold is only up 34.19% on the year, which is not bad. I have to be honest, this rally is very exciting, and most of it comes due to the fear of investors and the weakening dollar and the massive amount of money that is being pumped into the markets by the central banks. In order for this rally to gain even more momentum, we'd have to see a hasty rise of inflation. Speaking of inflation, one of the main asset classes that can lead to inflation is the price of energy. In today's world, that means the price of oil. Seeing as we still rely heavily on oil to transport our goods from A to B, that also means that our goods could become more expensive as the oil prices go up. That, however, hasn't been the case in 2020. The price of crude oil is down 32.29% on the year. Last week, however, the price of crude oil put on 3.21%, closing the week above $44 per barrel. That, ladies and gentlemen, concludes today's Capital Markets Quickie. To all of you listening from every corner of the globe, I wish you all the best. And stay tuned for our next episode on Sunday, August the 16th.